1: According to Talent Nest, Indeed delivers four times more hires than all other job sites combined. Get started right now with a free $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at Indeed.com BlueWire. Get a $75 credit at Indeed.com BlueWire. Indeed.com BlueWire. Offer valid through June 30th. Terms and conditions apply.
2: Hello, lads and ladies. Welcome back to the Esports Rewind podcast. Same time, same day, every single week, we talk about esports, we talk about gaming, we talk about really cool stuff. Hello, Zane. Hello,
3: hello, Jake. You know, how, how has the week been treating you?
2: It's been amazing, dude. I, I shouldn't even say that. <laughs> I, I didn't say crazy this time. Uh, oh. You know. <laughs>
3: <laughs> quiet snaps. snaps I'll be honest, for Jake.
2: January February are kind of slower months around here mm-hmm. December as well uh, so it's been kind of slow hopefully things are picking back up though as our seasons are now beginning Call of Duty League LCS and all the League of Legends leagues are starting up as well so hopefully some spicy stuff coming down the
3: pipe I, I already got an eye on a couple stories that could be really hot for the fans out there but yeah. uh, you know before we jump into some of you know some stuff that might point in that direction shall we get started on today's topic
2: yeah you ready to hit it yeah let's do it okay viewers let's go and Xanafer, the first story I'm going to hit you with is multi-million dollar deals, something not too surprising Ooh. in the gaming space. They continue to happen, and especially with three big figures that I know you guys all know about, that being Dr. Disrespect, Nick Merckx, Tim the Tatman. I give you those three names, and I say multi-million dollar <laughs> deals. What comes to the dome piece?
3: Ooh, of course, top names in streaming. So I'm thinking immediately orgs. Which teams are they eyeing? Which teams are looking to pick them up? Where are they going in the future?
2: You know, surprise, surprise. It's actually not that this time Ooh, around. Okay, I- okay. Ironically, time though, because, you know, Doc's been teasing with Optic. Yeah, yeah. Uh, of course, Nick's already with FaZe. And then mm. we have Tim the Tapman. Tim, Unity like, like he's like, oh, yeah, let me get that bag real quick. <laughs> yeah, like, let yeah. me get paid <laughs> heck of money. This is actually uh-huh. around sports betting sponsorships and oh, partnerships. Okay. for sure. For Sure. entering the space over the past many a months Tim the Tapman, Nick Merck's really leading the way I would say Uh, maybe overseen by the typical viewer. You don't really think too Mm -hmm. much of it. Uh, Shortly after all the NFL partnerships, for a time, they were actually streaming NFL games, which is really cool to see. Mm -hmm. They can actually just sit back, watch a game, and get a lot of viewers doing so. Then they started sharing their bets on these games. And, well, like smart men think, and uh, ladies as well, if they're included in the future, they are now solely going to be announcing some gigantic partnerships for sports betting. It was actually Doc first on Twitter this past week hinting that... and FanDuel would be lining up for something big, and I can tell all of you guys, it seems likely sometime in the near future, Nick Merckx, Tim the Tatman will follow suit, which all this adds up, and they are seven-figure deals at the very, very least. Some big, big money.
3: 100%, especially because we know for a fact Sports betting companies want to get into Mm esports. The primary reason they haven't in the past is because, first of all, um, you know, esports betting isn't legalized in the same way sports betting is in many regions. Not even close. Yeah, yeah. But it is the future goal. Super limited. And uh, I think, in part, There's also got to be the consideration of the really, really negative connotation with betting in esports and gaming specifically in the past several years. I mean, that's been a large part of the reason why uh, we gotten several offers from betting and gambling companies. And normally we can't we just can't take them because let's be real about the situation. Gambling in esports and gaming is still a very fraught subject. Not one we want to dip our toes into right now. Very
2: negative connotation as of Mm. right now, especially given this past year of gaming, probably some of the most uh, extreme cheating Mm. allegations, match-fixing allegations, throwing things have been thrown out there for big money in esports. And because we're still so early on, there's not that legitimacy. And yet there is obviously corruptness wherever there's money involved, Uh right? Uh Some sports have their corrupted moments.
3: But at least they have like a little bit of regulation, like a little bit. They have somebody going like, Hey, maybe don't do that. Yeah, or if you do, you're you're going to jail. Yeah,
2: and as in esports and gaming, it's still so early on. Mm -hmm. And yes, a lot of people do get away with it. And especially if you dip big money into it even further, if you were to legitimize esports betting this early on, it could be very dangerous to to see these teams all of a sudden start losing a lot more. And Mm -hmm. um, yeah, so obviously these big deals are a great sign for streamers to make some extra income. And it's funny because, like you said, to end on this, if we take an esports betting offer it looks I'll, I'll admit it. It looks kind of weird at this point a in time. A little sketchy,
3: right now. Yeah. But
2: Tim the Tapman, Nick Merks, Doc—they sign with sports betting sites.
3: Those are the three perfect names in my mind, yeah. to be honest. And it's cool. Yeah. It, it,
2: you think if you're like, that's actually really cool. Like, there's mm-hmm. no issue with mm-hmm. that. I don't think anyone out is out there thinking, oh no.
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh no, Doc is going to pay some team to throw he's a game. G- he's going to bet door- on the Packers. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. no. Yeah. No one's nobody- thinking like mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm.
2: So I cannot wait to see. Hopefully, in the future, this does lead to an esports kind of thing where all of a sudden streamers are being paid to, mm-hmm. or you. <laughs> (laughs) You see them betting big money on Na'vi or FaZe, whoever it might Uh be. That's what I see 10 to 20 years from now. Can it happen? It definitely will. One can dream. (laughs) Let's
3: hope to another somewhat contentious subject of discussion real briefly. Uh, let's talk about esports jerseys and merchandise, mm. actually, as we go into 2021. Zan, my favorite uh, thing. Yeah, really. Esports really. jerseys. Yeah, so. we all love them. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, the esports industry has grown tremendously in 2020. We've seen record numbers from many different scenes, streaming platforms, etc. Esports is flourishing. Of course, we we're struggling in our own very special ways.
2: <laughs> <laughs> we have our problems, for yeah, sure. Yeah.
3: But hey... <laughs> A lot more people are getting exposed to the scene, which is great to see. Um, unfortunately, as more people get involved and as the scene grows, we're going to start running into more issues that other industries face. Uh, one of which was brought to light by Energy's own Andy Miller last Andrew! week. Yeah, yeah, a <laughs> <laughs> freaking boy. Yeah, homies, homies, dope as heck. Uh, no, I'm not okay, lie. that's a smart motherfucker. Yeah, real talk, hundred percent. But anyway, he uh, he took to Twitter uh, a little bit a little bit ago to expose Amazon and their practices around false eSports merchandise being sold by providers that are very clearly not getting the merch from the companies and just making their own prints of Mm -hmm. like jerseys, t-shirts, hoodies and stuff. Straight up knockoffs. Yeah, yeah. Which
2: we should not be surprised by.
3: We should not be surprised. I'm not surprised they exist. I'm surprised by the volume because uh, when I looked at the site that Andy linked uh, in particular, the storefront on Amazon, there was over 500 different items. Yeah, (laughs) I saw. (laughs) I was reading reviews. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Same, I was looking for like... There weren't many. Yeah. (laughs) there's a lot
2: of uh, there's a lot of uh, ratings just not many uh-huh. actual reviews so people yeah. are out there <laughs> the funny part to me is people are out there walking around uh-huh. with ripoff merch they might not even know is ripoff
3: they probably which is kind of why i wanted to bring this up right because i'm a fashion guy right and
2: i'm not <laughs> yeah in,
3: in in fashion in like especially when you get into high fashion street where like the more esoteric tech wear like stuff from a uh, super popular artists like uh, Kanye and stuff, right? Fakes are just part of the nature of the game. Yep. And that industry is so strong right now that legitimately I have to like follow several different like fake merchandise providers just so I can tell what flaws they make when they make their fakes. So I know if I'm buying a product, I'm not buying, you know, the fake. As opposed you think to the esports
2: and gaming one. will get there one day? Which- 100%.
3: Especially because eSports is in a place where fashion people care about the small details like quite a bit, right?
2: Especially if you're like a Phaser
3: 100T. Yeah, yeah. You can
2: probably, you know, make some nice ripoffs with some of the collabs that Phase has yeah, and be yeah. making money selling fake Phase wear
3: very easily, especially because like you know a fashion person will be like, okay, this isn't this isn't one hundred percent cotton. This is like seventy percent like poly cotton or something like that. And I'm know? like, yeah, yeah, and, like you know the average <laughs> esports fan is is going to be like, oh yeah, no. it's, it's a shirt. Yeah, <laughs> it's the got average. the logo on it, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but um, I I kind of wanted to tell people something that I wish I had heard when I was first getting into fashion, which is that uh, what you buy says quite a bit about you and your interests. Why
2: are you going after me like this, dude? No, no, I'm not going after you at all.
3: <laughs> I, I This is like genuinely like advice I wish I had heard when I started getting into clothes, because um, like my first pair of, high, my first high fashion purchase, as basic as it was, was a pair of Yeezys. There we go. Yeah, because I, I didn't know uh, fashionable shoes could be that cheap retail. Like 200 doesn't sound cheap, but like, you know, it's cheaper than like, I thought it was all like a thousand dollars minimum, right? So um, I was like, okay, what is this situation looking like? And I see a pair of Yeezys on sale for eighty bucks. I'm like, oh, for sure, somebody just trying to get rid of them. Yeah. Not knowing when I was just getting into it that oh, obviously that's fake because it's lower and it's not coming from the official source and everything. And that's a trap that I see a lot of my friends fall into. Uh, I get texts from people constantly sending me like a link to some piece of some shoes or hoodie and being like, oh, hey, this is super cheap. It's on sale. Let me grab them. Like. No, that's fake. Let me say, this is why you don't want to be f- buy fakes, guys, especially for eSports. Um, when you buy a piece of eSports merchandise, it's not just you buying a hoodie to you know, so show your support for the organization and the team. It does actually say something about you as a person. And each of these orgs have different designs associated with their hoodies. Di- they have different fits, different materials. And if you buy a hoodie from an org that you truly care about, it's going to mean so much more to you than if you buy a random $20 hoodie off of Amazon that just has a trash blank on it. And it means more to the org as well.
2: Dude, you just went deeper into eSports merch than I ever... <laughs> I'm just like, I'll support the org. I'll wear that. It looks cool. Mm-hmm. And you're like, it means something, man. It does. Well, I will say you might receive some backlash because I did. Uh, in my video, I was like, imagine running into like a, a random mom or dad who don't know any better mm-hmm. and you have an actual... Nrg hoodie on, and they right. have a fake Amazon one. And I, in the video, I was like, "Can you imagine how funny that would be?" And someone was like, "Jake, are you down talking people who can't afford actual esports org merch?" Mm-hmm. And I was like, "No, it would just be funny if they accidentally bought it off Amazon and didn't know." I'm See, sorry.
3: I saw that specifically, which is why I was trying to get deep into it to try to yeah, explain to Yeah, I was like, "I people, didn't mean that. How did you <laughs> take it like that?
2: Like, I don't care that much, but uh-huh. yes, I." It, for, and then for me, it came down to you're supporting the organization. Obviously, yes, some merch is more expensive than others. But it's okay. Yeah, let's. Yeah, we have we have statements from
3: like people like Ocelot being like, "Hey, yeah, orgs, especially high profile ones, can lose millions per year on like fake products sold." If this
2: were to take off in the wrong direction, yeah.
3: Yeah, yeah, hundred percent.
2: Especially like Faze. If someone was successful enough to rip off Faze Clan, they would be losing out on some big, big money. Mm-hmm. So.
3: Absolutely, and let's be very clear. I, I'm, I'm that. Problematic fashion guy. I will notice that somebody's wearing something fake that I know about, right? But I will never say anything, or I don't won't think less of them for it because who cares? I mean, you're wearing what you like to wear as long as it looks good on you, as long as you're like you know, just chilling with it. Who gives? And I
2: would never notice. Yeah,
3: I think it's a lot. You wouldn't notice somebody wearing a fake optic hoodie unless it was like real bad, like optic with like a Q or something. Yeah, yeah. Which
2: would almost be funnier. Either way, Mm -hmm. esports merch and the ripoffs—they are going to continue. We'll see in 2021 who's making the most off that merch, and we all know the answer. All right, Xanifer, you dropped the stats uh, last week, so I thought maybe going to drop some on you. We're going to talk about the top streamers now revealed for the year of 2020. With that year now finally wrapping up, all the numbers are coming out, and we've talked about, I believe there was uh, three different streamer of the year awards, uh, Valkyrae, Nick Merks, and Ebi, formerly of G2, Mm -hmm. all won a different award show, the streamer of the year. But the actual stats for most watch streamers are now out there, and uh, some of you might be surprised, others probably not. When it comes time for the male side xqc dominant of course, performance of course the man does nothing but stream and this is crazy <laughs> because um yes despite the otv rust server he wasn't averaging the highest concurrent i do not think he was certainly up there but a guy like Gales from the csgo scene was probably a higher average but mm. xqc just streams so gosh dang much he dominated i believe several million hours in front of anyone else so xqc Gales, summit also up there for streamer mm, hours mm. no brew which is actually from the Free Fire space. Okay, yeah,
3: that's why I'm not familiar with the yeah. name at all. Yeah, yeah,
2: looked him up, and uh, <laughs> yeah, it's, I believe also the South American fan base, I mean, crazy, of course, you got a guy mm-hmm. like Gall is up there. Of course. Um, the entire Ego Land boys, you know, Oren plays, so, so, so successful. Mm-hmm. Um, so pretty crazy to see. And then very lastly, Nick Merks rounds out your top five. Ebi, also in your top ten, by the way, for those South American viewers, just crazy on Twitch. When it comes time for top five females, no surprise for the top two. They were battling back and forth. Mm-hmm all mm-hmm. year long. Valkyrie takes mm. your number one spot.
3: I'm guessing the second one is Pokey. You are
2: correct. Oh, and go. then uh, three ones that you might not hear about here in the gaming space or mm. esports side. Sad Dummy, and I apologize if I mispronounce these. Pokora, and then Ginny. Uh, I've heard about Ginny as well. I believe at least two of those three are mostly just chatters on mm-hmm. the Twitch website. So it's pretty crazy to see uh, amidst that list. He looks towards the top male guys um, and the top females at the very, very top. Of those top five, a number of them have signed to esports or gaming organizations. And then if you include Pokimane being tied to offline TV, it's going to be cool to see as we creep into 2021, if more esports and gaming organizations can even afford these tippity-top streamers as they continue to dominate.
3: Yeah, that's an excellent question. And I think... Affording these very top of mind streamers is gonna become increasingly difficult. And it may become less of a financial thing and more of a what can we offer you from an operations standpoint? Just like, like phasing Nick merch Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. What can we do like to help Elevate your stream to the next level. What can we do to help bring you more deals? What can we do like in XYZ way in exchange for that streamer promoting their brand? I definitely want to give a huge shout out to XQC. I think it's amazing that he managed to cinch that number one spot despite being involved in like so much controversy, <laughs> literally constant, constantly. It's because it
2: works, man. Yeah, it
3: works. It works.
2: I would say shouts to Summit. I mean, really, we, don't, we only have a few stories, you know, maybe once a month around the guy. Mm-hmm. I love the guy. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it's, he's not averaging massive concurrence compared to all of the rest in the top 10.
3: He's got that solid firm base, though. He's
2: just a sleeper. I mean, yeah, I mean the yeah. dude streams all he wants, what he wants, and mm-hmm. he can still crack the top 10 consistently. It's crazy to see. And also a huge shouts to both G2 and 100T. I think, the biggest steals of the year. Now, e has obviously now left G2 for his own project, mm-hmm. but it's pretty crazy to see G2 sign e 100 Thieves sign Valkyrie, and within a couple of, I think within a year of both those signings, Valkyrie might have been a bit longer, both of them rise to be top male and female streamers. Ye- whilst being under the organization I mean what a great time and excellent. exposure
3: excellent job by the recruiters like really locking those people to see down see that potential right before they blew up yeah because like, it was like not even like probably like a year it wasn't year like and an LGXQC yeah. they mm. caught it
2: before it yeah. even yeah. happened so yeah, yeah. that's some not, great not stuff not to say that
3: they weren't already doing amazingly beforehand but like you know yeah. um, yes obviously yeah, yeah. We, yeah. just Ibi be super was, clear that we're yeah. Not, yeah. and
2: Ray <laughs> were still killing the game but uh-huh. before they really really blew up mm. these organizations capitalized so the top lists are now out there for 2020 the giant question being for 2021 who will maybe uh make an entrance newly to the top 10 and top fives
3: all right my last topic for the week is uh some fgc news because you know i gotta touch on the big stuff of course yeah huge
2: stories (laughs)
3: Unfortunately, hey, the FGC is a niche, so I got to give them a shout out when we can just so you know, get the word out. Um, But anyway, the FGC is doing something that a lot of other scenes have tried to do in their own various ways and with varying levels of success in establishing a community wide code of conduct uh 2020 was a rough year for the fgc i'm not gonna to say, say the least. I, I won't say anything <laughs> well hey good timing i guess let's better late well, than ever there's a good reason it's coming out this year last year was a bad one community conduct FGC. rule
2: number one don't interact i with think kids. i
3: think like the top five rules when they actually get to like the rule list were like no sexual assault, no sexual harassment, all this stuff will be. Are monitored. they actually like, rules that are pretty straightforward in society or more or less? Yeah. A lot of them are like, just don't be garbage individuals. Let's not do that. And, you know, I think it's good to have these rules in place because yeah, it does matter that people know a hundred percent don't do these things. Cause very clearly in 2020, we have a many, lot of examples. How many? We broke a hundred, <laughs> didn't we? We broke a hundred. We was, only
2: covered three or four because th- we could not too much. keep up. It was
3: too much. I don't. We didn't even cover several of the super big ones because it was like too, too much. And all it was too once. heavy, like that kind yeah. of
2: stuff. I mean. That's what I was going to say. Sound could sound kind of weird. I mean, God forbid for the victims in this situation, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I can't imagine, but it also takes a toll to cover that many stories in a row because yeah, you have to read into all the details, and it's mm-hmm. just kind of um, it's a crappy hole to go down,
3: yeah. Especially when, in a lot of cases, there isn't a lot of evidence, there's not a lot of very yep. clear proof, so you know, you don't want to directly throw shade throw somebody under the bus for some very serious accusations without having backing to it even if you believe the people yeah. who are making the accusations don't want to spread it necessarily it's very scary yeah but um you know this is a good thing definitely that there is a code it, it, yes. of conduct getting established but the issue that i found in this and the issue that i've uh, taken with many others in the uh, esports industry broader is that um i don't i don't see this being effective even slightly uh because wow,
2: you just kind of surprised me <laughs> i i would I would actually tend to agree because mm. these rules should have already been known just because you made them in writing
3: yeah and and of course there are a couple like very or why small, what's your, like, what's your reasoning ones. yeah, um we've seen not not quite in the same circumstances of course other scenes haven't had the same uprising of very serious allegations levied against them the Fgc did in 2020 not to the extent not yeah. even close to the extent yeah, yeah but well, certainly had their issues yeah that definitely right um but even when they've tried to other scenes speaking when they tried to address much less serious problems like just like uh, the treatment of players like proper pay you know stuff like that which not to say those are Less serious, but different different categories. would yeah, say right, one hundred percent. And they found very little success in that. Even when they have like you know high ranking players, high ranking members of organizations. Even when we have stuff like the ESIC getting started, like you, you see very little change happen. And in this case, in particular, there weren't even any recognizable names on the list of signatories to this code of conduct. Uh, no okay. top TOs, only one really high-profile member of the industry that I can name, Ultra David. And, you know, these aren't people who are unreachable. Like, heck, I mean, I'm not a big guy in the FTC, and I can still talk to some of these people every now and again, right? And if something like this doesn't even get a response, you gotta imagine it's pretty moot. My question to you is, like, we've seen this time and time again with different players' organizations, different codes of conduct... Uh, do you have any idea what esports can do to really better itself in this way? Because it's so far, all these attempts aren't working out.
2: Now, we don't know everything, but when it comes time directly talking about player associations, I have yet, and I've been doing this for you know a few years at least. Mm. I've seen the rise and fall of a ton of player associations. And I, myself personally, maybe you guys can listening— I cannot name a single player association for a single game or esport out there that has been overwhelmingly successful to the point where everyone's like, yo, that's a good model. Mm -hmm. We should copy that. Mm -hmm. I've seen the fall, I believe, in Dota, League of Legends, CSGO, um, Call of Duty never came to fruition, Fortnite never came to fruition, uh, League of Legends is starting to start one up again, Mm -hmm. and we'll see if that one works. No, this is just, again, it's too new on. I don't think until we get some big, big wigs out there who have mm-hmm. an established plan and a lot of money and a lot of time and a lot of want to actually communicate in and out with players, it, it's going to take a long time. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, hopefully we're talking about it differently You know, 20, 30 years from now, but I don't know how long these kind of things hopefully take. Hopefully
3: it doesn't take 20 years.
2: I mean, yeah, that's just kind of a random timeline. <laughs> yeah, yeah, of course. I haven't yeah. seen it done well. And I think uh-huh. especially when you're in a problematic scene like that, with again, knock on wood, can it get much worse?
3: I mean, the answer is definitely yes. I mean, we've seen it time and time again. Every time you think esports can't get worse. Well, at the very end of the day, hopefully
2: establishing these rules Mm. makes it so people at FGC events or in the community itself are looking out for one another a bit better. Or
3: at least there are more appropriate repercussions for, you know, bad behavior more immediately than years down the line. Uh, my one suggestion was going to be that if we want any of these organizations any of these codes of conduct to succeed we need to get the uh, the CEOs of eSports organizations down mm-hmm. I think those are the sign- signatures that matter if we get all eSports org CEOs to agree to and, TOS. Them, yeah, and TOs yeah and of course right but I think it starts with the orgs themselves because we've had TOs involved in these things before and it hasn't worked out and if we can get the org owners down to say hey yeah if you don't abide by this, you can't compete for us at all, then you know, that's the th- type of thing I think we'll actually see a change from.
2: Yeah, and I guess we'll see where we go from here in the FGC. Certainly 2020 was yeah. a miserable year, hopefully a bit better yeah. in 2021. Fingers crossed. But on a happier note there, folks, we reached the end of this Find Their podcast, the Esports Rewind podcast, same time, same day, every single week. Yeah. Zan, <laughs> want to give him that good old outro?
3: Yeah, yeah. As always, thank you so much for joining us here for the Esports Rewind podcast, sharing with you the top esports news stories throughout the entire week. Uh, You know, if you'd like to listen to the Esports Rewind podcast on the go on your mobile phone, on iTunes, Spotify, anywhere you listen to your podcast, you can type in prediction uh, we're part of the prediction esports type show talk show network that's p-r-e-e-d-i-c-t-i-o-n by all means go check us out shout out to all of our audio listeners we greatly appreciate you supporting the podcast oh my god Jake! Ow, okay. sorry, sorry. <laughs> jake almost ruined his elbow <laughs> um anyway uh you know shout out to all of, our, all of our, our listeners there and as well as our listeners on tv stations out there in canada, canada especially hey eh? eh? i love you guys hey eh? <laughs> <laughs> is that your attempt at the canadian accent <laughs> hey (laughs) anyway uh, for all of our viewers out there thank you so much for tuning in you can find our daily esports news content at esports talk on YouTube Uh, you can also reach out to us at any point in time on Twitter as well as Instagram Twitter at talk underscore esports Instagram is esports underscore talk and just this week we started posting consistently to TikTok again find us on TikTok find us on
2: TikTok find us on TikTok just type
3: in some just type in esports talk you'll find us you know know the logo fam we're trying out more things Yeah. yeah yeah we'll have some behind the scenes content for you there as well as some like really brief news breakdown so by all means go follow subscribe whatever it is on that platform it really does help us help us out a lot uh, jake any words for the people we'll catch you back here next time folks until then take care you're
4: everyone is talking about magnesium it's all you hear about but why